On today's podcast, we have Heather Thompson and Brian Doan from Ottawa, Ontario, who we met almost 10 years ago now in Cuba and found out that we had a lot in common with them. They've achieved quite a few things in their endurance career, and we're excited to learn more details about it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about their epic 16 halves in a year, is it? Half Ironmans in a, in a year, yeah, less than a year, yeah. 16 half Ironmans in a year, and then also they did the Big Five Marathon all in one year. Yes, which is a, a record at the time. For which made her the first woman to ever do that. And that's he, right. I think he was the third man to ever do that. Wow. So, coming up, Heather and Brian. Yeah, stay tuned. Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. Discover the inspiring stories of the average and not-so-average runners. And they're off. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast. Today we have Heather Thompson and Brian Doan. And where are you guys tonight? Downtown Ottawa. Downtown Ottawa. Live and uncensored. Awesome. Is it snowing? Oh, it's beautiful. We actually uh, snuck out and went for a bit of a ride along the canal this afternoon. Oh, lovely. Mm. Lovely, lovely. So, you're wondering why we're having you on our podcast. (laughs) Did we win win something? (laughs) You sure did. We won something. (laughs) Our legions of two fans want to know, wow, all about you. So, let's do this. (laughs) There are, uh, there's at least four. That's us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we figure it's been a year since we saw you since Javelina, so let's... Uh, oh, gosh. Lots yeah. to recap. Yes, lots to talk about. So probably we should go back to the beginning, right? Of how all this craziness started. Way back. Back to the very beginning? Back to the very beginning. <laughs> oh, well, come on. Well, come on. <laughs> you like... Uh, that was sound music for you. Yes, exactly. Uh, so we should start with how we met, because I think it's a cool yeah. story. It's pretty fluky when you think about it. So I don't remember what year it was. Especially, Pardon? Especially since I was the one that instigated it. Yes, that's true. Exactly. So I think it was 2012. 2012? Was it? I oh, think so. We. Yeah, that's right. We just had the store a year. And so we arrived in Cuba, and you guys were supposed to be on a plane leaving Cuba, but your flight was delayed, and we were sitting around playing cards. In, in uh... Is that how you guys remember it, or you remember it completely different? <laughs> they both have confused looks in their faces, so you probably don't even remember that yeah. night. I was just trying to think. I'm trying to think of what game it was because it was two person euchre. Because Heather's, I went to the That's little boys' room and Heather leaned over and said, "How do you guys play? Because we play euchre, but not two men." Yeah, so we've been uh, biding our time at the resort, waiting for our flight to get um, put through and drinking. And I had had enough to drink to just barge in on you and ask what you were doing, what game you were playing. And uh, Brian would never have asked because he no. hates cards. <laughs> True story. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's how it all came to be. That's right. And then we and then taught us to ask for. 
Yes. <laughs> the best game ever. <laughs> do, the one part I do remember is is one of you two, and I won't say which one, <laughs> um, was, was, was losing and wasn't a very good loser. Is that so? Someone did not like to lose. And then I, over all these years, I've kind of, you know, thought about it. And I'm like, yeah, that kind of fits the personality. Just, you know, very strong-willed and yeah. defiant. And, you know, well, I understand. I understand. Yeah, there you go. See? We realized, we, realized how, we realized how similar you two were. That's right. Over the years, I think we found lots of commonality between Brian and I and Norm and Heather. That's right. <laughs> And I think uh, I think what capped it off was that we actually recognized you from. Oh wow! I have not seen that. Camera, that should be so we'll be talking about that tonight. <laughs> well, that was in our store, right? Yeah, I think it was in the store just before we went to Cuba. Ironically enough. Yeah. 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 I think so. I'm not too sure. Because this is from... Well, we did all those races in 2011, so that's why I'm kind of thinking. Did, was it after we had the races? Must have been. It was, for sure. Yeah, because this is issue two of 2011, which is probably second quarter 2011. We may not have got it till third quarter. <laughs> and the store, we should we should give reference. The store that we used to run is Running Free Orangeville, which we haven't mentioned that. Because we did ask you, have you guys ever heard of Running Free? And then Brian stands up and goes and does the Running Free Men figure. I remember that. And and I said, wow, you do know Running Free. Wow, I was in shock. (laughs) I do remember that. (laughs) We've never shopped at the other place since then. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) So back to the actual beginning. Yeah. We, I don't think we know how you guys actually got started in running. Yeah. How did you get started well, I was running? <laughs> you were a natural. Of course you were. <laughs> how far back does this go, Heather? How far back does this go? For me? Yeah. When you actually started running and saying, this is it. I think, to tell you the truth, it was probably in grade seven or eight. I can't remember which, but we were doing um, qualifications for the Ottawa Indoor Games. And we had to run in this little 125 super banked uh, track that just made a lot of noise. And when you're that age, you just kind of run. You don't really know what, like, there's no real strategy involved. I wasn't training with anybody. I was just a kid that was forced to do a paper route at 12, so I had great cardio because I had to deliver papers like in a three and a half, four kilometer loop every day before school. Um, and uh, I ended up qualifying for the Auto Window Games. Wow. And I was, they usually take the top six. I was eight, and because our times were so close, they took eight that year. And uh, my mom and dad were very excited, and at just before my race, it was uh, <laughs> they thought okay, and they bought me a Toblerone bar, and <laughs> that was my fueling. And anyway, and then uh, and a, a track team with coach was there, and he asked me if I wanted to train with them, and it was that was it. Cool. And I really went to training every 
three days a week when I could when I couldn't uh, claim a stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> so you loved it, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, I fell in love with it more when I was an adult than when I was a kid. And were you doing speed walking too? Wasn't there something about speed walking? I did move to speed walking, yeah. I was um I moved from doing like middle well, long distance three thousand meter kind of stuff into speed uh, speed walking and have a little certificate from the Ontario government saying I'm a champion and yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that was short lived though. I made a couple of bad decisions after that, but it was fun. <laughs> What about you, Brian? <laughs> well, similar to Heather's story. Um, well, you had the top wrong yeah, talking um, bar, right? <laughs> that's where it stops. That was it. Um, I, was a, I, I was a cyclist before I was a runner, and um, I really enjoyed that. Then um, I started uh, racing bikes when I was in grade eight, grade seven and grade eight up in North Bay, and did the, uh, as we like to call it, the Northern Ontario Circuit. Um, and it was fun. Really enjoyed it. Um, and then when I got to high school, I uh, hadn't really thought about running. And I'd been watching uh, Iron Man for, you know, right from the second year it was ever televised. So, you know, I knew running was involved and, you know, maybe we should start running and stuff. And then high school, they offered, uh, they suggested that people join the cross-country team. And I was like, cross-country running? Okay, I don't like track running. So maybe cross-country running would be kind of neat. And as soon as they said that there are trips out of town, that you take, um, co-ed. <laughs> and, and, and then we'd go to a place like Toronto and whatever. I was like, and, and miss school? Like legit miss school? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let's run. Sign me up. So they, you know, I remember, I remember the first few training runs, they were like, okay, we're going to do this. And I think maybe this is now just thinking about this, this is where this is developed. Where I have this thing where I like to know how long we're going to be going out and maybe what distance we're going, where Heather is just like a free bird. She just starts running, and if the half-hour run turns into an hour and 15, then she's okay with it, where I'm more like, you know, I'd like to know, so I have my water and I have this. And but I think that was it because they were like, okay, we're going to go and do a you know, a 5K you know, training run or whatever. I'd be like, I have no idea what 5K is. Next thing you know, you're still running, and you're still running. You're not hurting back into the direction of the school again, and you're like going – what the hell did I sign up for? I just wanted to get out of school and see chicks. So, um, so you had to do the training and stuff and did that through high school. And then, like I said, um, I think it's just more developed in, in, uh, in later on in life that uh, I wanted to, you know, do a, you know, you do the typical 5K, 10K, and then we do a half marathon. It's like, what's after a half marathon? Well, you got to do a marathon. Right. Cool. Very nice. So I guess fast forward to the late nineties, that's when you developed testicular cancer, if I'm not correct. Yeah, that was my springboard to I was twenty five ish. I'm really bad with dates. Uh too many second con- concussions. It's probably the answer to that. Uh but it was it was um post cancer where I said, you know, I've got another lease on life, so let's do a let's do a run a half half marathon and a ran half marathon and then of course like i mentioned want to go into the marathon and started uh, the first marathon i did was back in the day when they had the candidate canadian international yes marathon in toronto right so you wait what's that valley it's not the dog valley but there's a i just remember there being a huge downhill in this race and then a huge uphill on the other side of the oh that's at the, so almost like it was, that's near lawrence yes that's near lawrence young and lawrence yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and i'll never forget and <laughs> the race is no longer but uh bless you 
I'll, I'll not um, forget that. Like that was just, for me, it was just, I mean, I've run in Ottawa and trained in Ottawa for this marathon. And it was just, then they were running down this massive, you know, decline and up that incline. And I remember seeing people go up the other side and they're like, I'm like, a bunch of people over there. Holy <laughs> shit. You know, like it wasn't, we're not prepared for that. But yeah, so that was the first marathon. And, and after that, it was, as you guys know, and as a lot of our similar circle friends know, that's when it kind of begins that you're like, wow, that was fun. Where can we do that next? Or let's do it. Let's try to see if we can do five or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. So that's, that was the first one. But in 2008 is when you took on the big try the world. So how did that, how did you get from the marathon to now all of a sudden deciding you're going to do this big, big event, which was 16 half Ironmans in 11 countries in less than a year. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, <you nailed> it. <laughs> Nicely done. Did some homework. <laughs> we, we can't tell you all the countries. You have to tell us the countries. <laughs> yes. Continue this, uh, this podcast, please. Okay. Answer all the following questions. Countries in order. <laughs> I, I wouldn't get it right, I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, Where did it start? Or how did well, it start? I think it started. No, I, well, because we met through. Um, we met at work. Brian stalked me. And um, I was just always a runner, and he was kind of a, well, not kind of, he had already made that transition into doing the multi-sports. And I was curious about it, and so then we went, he kind of got me over my, they just got me into that kickstart of actually committing myself to it, and we signed up for Ironman USA um, and did all of our training pretty much together. And did that in 2007, fell in love, came off the high of completing that race and just thinking, what, like, what now? Like, what can we do now? That was awesome. Like, I want to do something else. And uh, really liked the Ironman brand. Um, and so then just sat down, looked at the cal- like, looked at their site, looked at the race calendars, looked where they were and came up with this idea of um, doing as many as we could in a 12-month kind of time frame and do it not just for our own challenge, but to raise awareness for testicular cancer. And my sister had had a a traumatic brain injury, so I was, um, you know, Brian kind of got me inspired to do some kind of awareness or fundraising for that. And so that's how 2008 came together. And then we sealed it with a bottle of wine. And (laughs) (laughs) The way we remember it too, we were, or the way I remember it is we were sitting on Heather's couch and we did have, we like our wine, as you know, and I don't, we hadn't picked a number, but we were, we, you know, like Heather said, we pulled up their schedule and then it was like, well, this one's, you know, we got to do this one for sure. And then, oh, this would be neat to do one on the West Coast. Oh, okay. So we're at like four or five and we're like, okay, so that's, yeah, that's, that sounds, ooh. And then Heather's like, oh, but what about Europe? You know, it's like, there's Australia or Austria, there's Germany, there's Switzerland. And then we're like, okay, so those work out time wise. And then, so it, we, we kept on kind of choosing ourselves till we got to a number where we were probably just, you know, filled the dance card as they say and, and sealed it with a, a cheers and a glass of red wine and after that it was there was no turning back. 
you know, it was, there was just, you know, we did this in one of our interviews with um, Mark Sutcliffe, a, a runner, um, a broadcaster up this way, and we said that we changed it from Freedom 55 to Freedom 75. <laughs> it's such a commitment, and we just, I don't know when the last time we say it, but we say it often enough, is like, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't take all the money spent on that back uh, if we had to give up the memories for it, because it right. was just such incredible, incredible year. It was unbelievable. I'm sure there's a community of people that actually do that. Like if you looked into it, you probably would find there's a circuit, right? Of, of recreational athletes that are going to similar races in a short period of time, because it, whether they have a gap year and they just want to take on the challenge or they're doing like what you guys did to raise awareness for certain, um, injuries and diseases and stuff it's it's probably more common than mm-hmm. we think of it being but how did it's you still a huge feat how did you get everyone aware of what you're doing how did you advertise that this is what we're doing and then how did you get everyone to plug into this and well, a lot of this was before uh the social media really took off that's that's, that's yeah. why i'm really wondering how did this happen yeah, yeah. We did. We did. Um, if you remember, Blogspot did uh, like they had free blog uh, pages you could do and stuff. And we did that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, and then a lot of it was just social circles here in Ottawa. Um, you know, we had fundraisers and uh, we had di- different groups uh, like Try Rudy is a is a popular online local um, you know, sort of I guess bulletin board or you know people's but uh, race uh, summaries and, and race experiences and, and that kind of thing, uh, race reports on there and that. So we used some of that. A lot of it was reaching out um, to whatever, because the way the Ironman brand works, is, as you guys probably know, is it's almost like a, um, a franchise, each one in the sense that they're individually run, mm-hmm. even though you have the master corporation kind of thing. So, you know, you had to, we, uh, you know, we reached out to Ironman for, for a little bit of love from them in any kind of like website action or anything like that. And, you know, I suppose that they get a lot of requests for that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And, and they weren't as uh, forward thinking as we were, I didn't think. Um, so we had to reach out to different uh, individual races and sort of do the email thing where it's like, here's who we are. Here's our blog. Um, here We're coming and this is what our plan is, this will be race number nine of 16 or three of 16 or whichever. And some places we went to, it was like, oh, we've, uh, you know, we um, forwarded your information onto the local paper and we, you know, um, tried to get as much information out there as we could that way. Hmm. Um, so it wasn't as easy as like today. I would, I would think that that side of it would just be yeah, because today like you one just, magical you, button on your laptop. You just set up a GoFundMe yeah. page today and that's it. Right? Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, it was certainly when people talk and I said to Brian, Brian had done, you know, fundraising before for uh, doing the Boston Marathon and, and I'm just lucky I, I can qualify for Boston pretty much every time I run a marathon. So um, it was like, for me, it was, I thought, that's incredible. Like how much, how many thousands of dollars did you raise? Like that asking people for money is a very difficult thing, mm-hmm. I think, for most people to do. And it was, um, so for us, you know, it was important that we funded our, our venture ourselves. So we paid everything, all our travel, our, our entrance fees and everything. So every dime that we raised went straight to the charities that we were, um, 
racing for, and I had reached out to uh, um, the Canadian Brain Injury Brain Injury Association of Canada, and so then our charities were obviously quite engaged then to promote us because our our whole thing was raising awareness, but all the fundraising that we were hoping to do would be going towards them. And then, like Brian said, reaching out to the media. Brian's not shy at all. You might I don't know if you know that about him. <laughs> he comes off as shy, but he's that uh, he'll reach out to anybody anytime and ask for anything. Um, and so we were just cleaning up boxes just in the last couple of weeks, and we found all these art- articles from the different places, like Newfoundland, of this like big, big, page, one full-page spread on us. Wow. Oh. Uh, Racing there um, in Quarterbrook. Yeah. Well, my my research, sorry, my research tonight was from ESPN.com. I'll have you know. Did you know that you're, yeah, there's yeah. an article about you on ESPN? Wow. <laughs> well, it's, 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 yeah. Well, that's the, that's actually I was going to bring that up because it's it's one of those things where you never know. And I guess it was kind of like you know when they say you get giggly like a schoolboy. Um, you ne- when we started out, you'd never know who was going to give a shit and who wasn't. And and I say that respectfully because, I mean, we're not the only people out there doing this. Back then, you know, I, I hazard the guest to say that we were one of the first to do that big of a thing. You know, it seemed shortly after that that there was, you know, I'm going to do this many of this and that many of that and whatever. We're not, not, not the first, but there was very few people doing mm. that at that uh, quantity. So, right. But we never knew, you know, even when we contacted Iron Man, uh, and, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of going all over the place, but even when we contacted Iron Man and said we're doing 16 halves, we'd like our last one to be at, uh, at Clearwater at the, at the 70.3 World Champions Championships. And we thought, this, look at the play that we're giving. Like, and this is my maybe my uh, naive, non-savvy media self <laughs> thinking that, hey, if we give them a lot of this love, you know, maybe this will be a, a pass to get there. They were like, well, don't think about it. And I was like, think about it. Are yeah. you kidding me right now? We're, we're two people. So then Heather qualified in Newfoundland, so it was just me. And I, so I emailed them. I said, okay, well, Heather qualified, so there. Now you just got one fat guy to give in uh, to let race. Right? <laughs> and the, their, their, response, their response was, well, if you can prove to us that you finished all 15 we'll we'll let you do your your 15th or 16th in, in Clearwater. And I was like going, but you still have to pay the entrance fee. That was their follow-up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even though you've given us X number of thousands of dollars in entrance fees, you're not getting in for free. And we're like, oh, we never asked to get it for free. And are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you know they give those kind of spots, like you see it in all the time, you know, we, like, we love watching the Iron Man. Um, uh, like Kuncona and they do the whatever station it is that covers it. Yeah, and they... They always have those stories, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Losing out two hundred pounds or whatever it is, whatever their story might be, right? So you yeah. know they get those little spots, right? And anyway, it was a little, it was uh, sobering, I yeah. think. Um, but anyway, but yeah, the the, the, S, the SPN one. Um, so you know, they we always like watching the big, you know, the, like Heather said, Kona, and then we got to on our way to Singapore. We were leaving. We were leaving the airport. Uh, or getting to the airport to, to get our flight stuff. And, and we, I got an email and it was like, uh, this is, uh, oh, I shouldn't have got this. I should have thought about what this was. It was like star media or something like that. And I'm going, I don't know who these guys are, like, you know, whatever. And then I started reading the emails, like we're the, we're the ESPN of the uh, Asia Pacific Rim. 
and mm-hmm. we would like to uh, feature you and interview you when you get here. And I'm like reading this in the airport and, and I'm like going, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is finally it, right? So, we, but we were still nervous because we'd done that kind of, or, you know, we hadn't done that stuff, but we'd, we'd been lined up to do things. And then somebody says, no, you've been bumped. We're going to do this. And you're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but we did the interviews the day before the race. We were there at the uh, pro press conference and, you know, you're bumping into and bumping into the pros, and they're like going, "Hey, weren't you just in California?" I'm sure I saw you in California. <laughs> and you're hanging around all these media types, and they're all taking pictures, and and we're like, going, "Okay, well, maybe this will turn into a bit of fair play, which is nice." And then the morning of, uh, you know, they do it in Singapore. They do it like those the stamps instead of writing on our stuff, right? And and so we show up there, and we get to the tent. It's still pitch black, as you know, it starts early in the morning. And we're walking towards there, and we've got our kid on and everything like that. And next thing you know, it's like flash, 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 flash. All these cameras going off and following you in, and, and, and they're going to take your stamp. And they're like, okay, just wait. Is everybody ready? And then they put the stamp on, and you're like, click, 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 click. And we're like, okay, this is really more than we thought. you know. And they uh, Heather punctured during the race, and we had to come in and change her tire out. And they, the cameras were right there, and they got it all. The, the race announcer who we met the day before was – giving everybody a play-by-play of what was going on with Heather's tire. And, no, they're in the transition, and they're getting it fixed, and it looks like they're back out on the road. And we're like, oh, <laughs> so, man, cool. so you had helicopters above and everything. That's awesome. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was actually quite – when I asked them later on after it was all done, I was, you know, of course, you're like, well, when's this going to air? And, and they gave me numbers, and I can't remember what it was. But it was – like their, their, their viewership was in the millions. Wow. And I was like, you know, if, if you get five people – to pay more attention to acquired brain injury and wear a helmet when you're cycling. And yeah, yeah. five people to either check themselves before they wrote themselves or tell their husband to or their son or their cousin, then we've done what we needed to do. And 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 that was uh, that was like such a win win for us, you know, and then the next race you go to, nobody heard of us. So it's like it kinda of goes up and down, right? <laughs> and how was the traveling during all that time? How did you did you miss any flights? Did you miss gear? Did your bike show up? Everything was good. Uh, we didn't miss any flights because we were flying Air Canada. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the plug. <laughs> Actually, for the most part, everything went really smoothly, and uh, we just kind of worked well off each other. Um, I think I'm very patient. <laughs> no. Post, only... post editing, post editing. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, we were running, where did we meet them? Was it in Cancun or Florida? Mm-hmm. Try the wolf. Oh, oh yeah, uh, it, was, it was in uh, Mexico. No, well, because she did her flight. It doesn't really matter, yeah. but at some no, point. No, we actually met the so uh, No, sorry. Um, we, one of our first races was in St. Croix. And oh, yeah. they were at St. Croix, and they saw us go running by or riding by with our kit that said, try the world. And they were like, hang on a second. We get home, they send us an email saying, hi, uh, this is uh, the owner of Try the World Travel. Where did you get your name? And we're like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, uh, uh, I, I spun it, and I was like, this would be a great place for a good partnership. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so then from that point, for whatever we didn't have booked, um, they, they took care of all our bookings. Oh. Um, they're really great. And the only mishap we had was, um, we were, yeah, the only hiccup we had was, um, and I'd like to remember our race schedule, but I think we, I think it was after Singapore. Hong Kong. 
Yeah, Hong Kong. Yeah, Singapore, so we Hong had Kong, just yeah. flown back from Singapore, and our next race, we're doing three races in three weekends, Singapore, Brazil, and Cancun. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing so far, give us a like and follow our social media. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find all that at gotterunracing.com. And follow The Ultra Norm and Shark Runner 17 on Instagram for exciting behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, guess what? They're married to each other. Wild, right? Now, back to the show. And our flight path was through Chicago. So we were going to Chicago, Singapore, Singapore, Chicago, Chicago, Brazil, Chicago. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow. So we get to Chicago, and uh, we, we go to board our flight to Brazil, and they say, so where are your visas? And we said, uh, what? <laughs> Travel visas for Brazil? And we uh, uh we have no idea about travel visas for Brazil. And this was like mid, mid of our 16. And, you know, we knew this kind of, uh, that we needed to complete all of them. And um, they said, well, you have to go to Brazil, the consulate in Chicago and, and get a visa. And so we were like, oh my gosh, because we, we were planning landing on Wednesday mm. and having a few kind of decompression days right. and then racing on the Sunday. And so we go back, we, we get a hotel, we go to the like, first ones there for the Brazilian consulate, and um, they said, yeah, we issue it, but it takes 14 days. And we like, okay, no, 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 no. Like, no. My plane leaves tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, we need it now. And um, so this is where kind of Brian's little charm came in, and you know, a lot of people may take a no for an answer for Brian. Like, no, like this is what we've done, and and we got our travel agent to write a letter and say yes, you know this is I I dropped the ball on this, and and they need these. They're racing on Sunday, and and uh, the girl goes, well, I can tell you right now, it's ninety nine percent chance that we we will be able to issue the visa. And Brian said, I just want to talk to the one person that will give me that one percent. And so we did. <laughs> And we were on the flight, and we arrived in Brazil on the Saturday. Oh, yep. In uh, Sao Sao Paulo, yeah. and we had to go up to northern. Wow. Like in the Portuguese area. Yeah. That's another like flight. The Portuguese area. So we we and I don't speak Portuguese, and I assume it was Spanish. <laughs> and our travel agent, who their travel as well, the travel world travel. And they contacted the race director and said, I've got two athletes coming in, gave them the spiel, gave them the blog, all that kind of stuff, and said they're going to be coming in, like, literally, like, the amazing race and, and just run to the to the check-in point, to, you know, to get in their bikes. And the guy was like, we will not close down until they get there. So wow. we were able to rode our bikes there. Well, I just know somehow we got ourselves checked in. It was cobblestones. Remember that? Oh, and uh, and then we were like, okay, now we need to eat the races tomorrow. We need to eat something. And all we could get was this like noodle soup out of the meal. We found like this like, ramen like, corner store, like a Max Milk thing yep. equivalent, ramen noodle. And we we're just like, we need a beer. We need a beer. And it was beer with Coke. 
<laughs> mix. Remember those beers and coke? That was the only thing they had. And oh my god! And the the hotel had a little kitchenette, and we're sitting inside this kitchenette. <laughs> and it was chilly because it was nighttime, and we're having these ramen noodles and this half beer and half coke. And I always tell everybody that Heather and I, the whole sixty races, we never fought once. And and like we were together the whole time, other than racing where I was wrapped, you know, quite a ways behind her. Um, but. <laughs> We never argued, and I think this is the one time that we were both just so tired there was nothing to argue about, even though we probably could have argued about it because we were both sitting there going, yeah, if we're like, we're going to do a half Ironman, I can stick seven hours, and we have no food, and whatever, but... And you wouldn't know, change it for the world, world right? Of- Absolutely, that's exactly <laughs> what you're going to do, you know? And I don't like I don't know why this was, but Brazil was one of the few races that we actually swam started to swim together. Hmm. So it wasn't like a, it wasn't broken up between. I don't know why. Mass start. Age, well, I don't think it was a mass start or maybe age group mass start or something. It was something, every every race we found was so different. There was no rules. Like we would go in and it's like oh. Okay, so this is going to go off first, and that's going to go off second, and they're like, oh, we're starting together. Oh, we're starting an hour apart. Oh, we're, you know, whichever. And even location, one place you're starting off a dock, the next one you're starting off the shore, mm. the next one you're, it's a floating start. Uh, one of the swims was two lakes. You swam literally. Austria. Austria, the length of the lake, got out, ran on the blue carpet, 500 <laughs> meters to the next lake. Ran the next lake, or swam the next lake. Like swamps. Yeah, like swamps. And one of them was in a river where you could run the swim course. Oh, wow. boy. Oh. <laughs> That's such a great time. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, then, then after uh, Brazil, we went to uh, Mexico. We were able to uh, hang out with the, the Travel World Travel folks. It was nice to... Yeah, they were racing Mexico. So it all worked out. And Mexico was great because we were actually staying in a resort yeah. in Cancun. Put our feet so we could feel like... Bit of a holiday too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was really quite amazing when you think about it. All those races that that was really really. Yeah. Would you do? Would you do that again? Would you? Would you? Would you do something that epic again? Now. Triathlon. Or something along those lines with a lot of races in a short period of time traveling the world. I would. I would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the... Uh... Well, three years later, you did something pretty epic. Yeah, you did. You did the yeah. top five major yeah, marathons. So I ran my first marathon in Miami's inaugural marathon. And I've been running, like, racing with, like, training with a, uh, a women's racing team and doing, like, 10Ks and maybe a half marathon or something. And... I had these running guy friends that I'd done the Cabot Trail with, and I said, we should do a marathon. Got it in my head, we should do a marathon. And and, and they said, yeah, well, you need, you really need, like, maybe eight weeks. Like, you need at least eight weeks to train for a marathon. This is based on the fact that we already had, like, a good kind of base, base. of running. Yeah. yeah. And so I picked the Miami. Miami came out with their inaugural marathon. It was uh, February 2nd, and 2003. And I, uh, so I emailed my friend Mike at work. I said, you got to do this race. This is the one. He ends up not being able to do it. I don't even know. He had some lame excuse. And so I went down anyway. And I, and I did the marathon. And I think my time, my time was 323. And, uh, I finished. And a girl says, oh, I was just talking to the fish line, whatever. And the girl says, will you qualify for Boston? I was like, what? 
goes, yes, you qualify, you're going to sign up, right? And I'm like, Boston? Like, I, I never even thought about it, right? Boston. <laughs> and she goes, you gotta go, you gotta go sign up. So these are the days when you run the marathon. And, and oh, in the same year. So, yeah. And so I signed, I went back to my hotel, signed up for Boston for April. And, uh, when I was in line in Boston to get my, you know, pick up your race kit or whatever, these guys talking, whatever, and they confront me kind of by myself when he's dropping and he goes, they're talking about the 50 States Club. And I was like, 50 States Club, what's that? <laughs> and then, then I just, I left that saying, I want to be the 50 States Club. And I <laughs> every marathon in Canada too. Like, so I kind of had that on my agenda for since 2003 and chipping away at it. But uh, so, yeah, I think. I don't know if Brian would be in agreement with me, but if I did anything like that, it would be to knock off all this. Oh yeah, I I I think I've, like I've never had that sort of checklist kind of thing. I like I like I'm more of a. I mean, Iron Man was something for me that it was just like I've got to do it or whatever. You know, the hundred K, <clears throat> maybe hundred miler, that kind of stuff. Like those are the kind of things. Uh, and then there's races that we all know of that I would you'd like to do, right? Um, so those would be like what I would want to tick off kind of thing, but also, you know, any adventure, and this will sound savvy, but any adventure that she comes up with or I come up with that we end up doing together, it's, it's, it's a blast. I mean, like, like, even if it's like, I don't care if I do every state, well, I'd like to do every state and here's what I'm going to think we're going to do. It's like, Hey, yeah, that sounds cool. Let's do it. <laughs> I always tell him he can pick the next race, but then he's always too. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, when you guys, never that. When, when you came up with the five, let's do the five big in one year. That was your idea, Heather, then, obviously. Let's do the big five. Or how did that come about? I don't, that might have been a red wine mutual decision, I think. But if, if I don't remember, I would uh, uh, defer back to Heather that it would be her decision. Because I can't say that I knew about the big five much before that kind of thing but going back to the you know just going back a bit to me cycling um i was the only maybe one of three guys when i first started racing bikes i was one of only three guys in north bay that raced bikes and i remember stopping halfway through my ride at demarco's on algonquin avenue and picking up a couple bananas and putting them in my jersey you know and the, and the owner of demarco's were italian they'd speak to you in italian even though i'm not italian and you felt like a real rider like you were you know this and that you know and, and I, I liked it because not everybody did it you know everybody played football everybody played soccer everybody played and i played hockey too but you know like there was just everybody did i'm not a mass sport kind of person so um when you talk about doing things like running 100k or doing Ironman or anything like that it, it's it's like well not too many people have done it and I like that then. That's my attraction to it. So when Heather, you know, when we talked about her, Heather came up with, you know, why don't we do the, the world majors? I'm like, well, what's this? It's like, well, it's five of the world, ma world major marathons and it's a thing. And I'm like, okay. And then typical us, it was, well, why not in one year? <laughs> and well, we'd like, already, what's funny is we'd already both done oh, Chicago, New Boston, York, Chicago, and New York. Yeah, we'd already done. So we really only had Berlin. So we could have done, just, left, yeah, we right? done just Berlin and London. And then when we hear, oh, everyone in one year, and we start looking at it, it's going, well, like a handful of people have done this. It's like, ooh, okay, that makes it even more exciting. And then once we start our planning process, given the amount of months you have to do before it, when Boston, as you guys know, Boston and London are a week apart, 
that year, they weren't a week apart. It was a day apart. Was it, day? Was, it was a day after back to back. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And as soon as I said that, I was like, yes, that has to be it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's when it gets that stupid, yeah. Yeah. that's when I put up my hand and I just want to do it. So. Well, I wanted to qualify. We already knew Brian was going to have to uh, charity for Boston, but I wanted to qualify. That was an expensive series of races. Boston and New York. So that I did not have to raise as much money because it's quite, you know. The minimums on those are, are scary. Right. Mm-hmm. I was able to do uh, just, I, all I needed was to get a charity that would let me do it uh, for London. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And then. And at, at that time, well, so I, at that time, I think Berlin, I don't know if it still is, but it was at that time an open like this is we've got lucky really it's yes. it's in timing because this is when marathoning wasn't as popular as as it is today, so we just could sign up and and it wasn't any problem but now I think it's mm. like, as you know <laughs> especially if you're uh if you're a man I always say this and I don't know if women are, are gonna like this, but I think it's extremely difficult for men to qualify for Boston mm-hmm. I think right. it's crazy these guys that are really good runners and they like they just can't get it. Like they can't. They just miss it by thirty seconds or something. That's the excuse I'm using. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me yeah, too, yeah. Brian. So, <laughs> so, uh, I know it's all supposed to be proportionate, equal, and fair, and whatever. But that's what I feel like. I, I just, I, I think Norm, you know, like, <laughs> and now not only do you have to be super fast, but you have to be able to run better than your qualifying time to get yeah. it. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Um, so we got lucky. Yeah, we we the timing on that was extremely lucky because, you know, we both bought, got into London, uh, charity wise. It was it was um, like the the two of us got in for the exact year that we wanted, X number of months, of thirteen months before or whatever. We were now. I think if you tried to replicate that, it was like yeah. it would be next to impossible. And now they've added Tokyo too, right? Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, the so un- that's unfinished what, business yeah. is Tokyo. I have to redo my tattoos. So they so now Abbott's uh, world majors uh, have this massive uh, um, uh, medal if you when you complete all of all, all the majors. And uh, you know, since Tokyo came out after we came out, it's like we still, you know, Heather still holds the place of doing it, first woman to, to do it all in one year. And uh, so Tokyo didn't really count. But then we're kind of like going, "Wow, we love Tokyo, like sushi, hello." hello. Right? So it's like, we got to do, we got to do Tokyo, and that was that's that's one that is like just sort of on the shelf, kind of right here, right? That we have to do that if it was, you know, if we if we ever decided to quote-unquote retire from marathoning or whatever that there would be two more races and one of them would be tokyo and the other one whatever whatever brings us up to 20 oh okay and and you commemorated both of these big achievements with tattoos i believe did you not brian i i did yeah 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 so what we'll do is we'll get some pictures from you and we can post it when we do the video so that people can see them because they are pretty cool. But what I just want to go back to Heather being the first woman to do the big five in one year. Did you know that going in or did you figure that out during or someone told you at the end? Uh, no, I was thinking it was during. It certainly wasn't going in. No, it wasn't. 
And um, it's kind of funny because I don't know. I have a friend that back probably 20 years ago, maybe, um, I remember going to his house and he had this list on his fridge. And I read it and it was kind of an odd list. And I said, what's, what, wait, what's, what's this? And he said, well, that's my life list. And he goes, well, these are the things I want to do in my life. And I said, oh, that's kind of interesting. And so I went back and thought, you know, that's a good idea. And I, I put my own list together. And one of the things was I wanted to be the first person in the world to do something. Oh, wow. Thinking it might get me on Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was, I, then I was like, wow, I, I accomplished something that I wanted to do that I didn't even know I was. Like, I didn't set out, that wasn't my reason of doing it, right? Like, it wasn't like, oh, this is what it was. It's like, oh, I've done it. And um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool. At the, at the time, their website was was, was horrible. Uh, and you really had to, like, you had to almost scroll through the whole thing to go, okay, female. Okay, so that female's got Berlin, but they don't have this. And, like, it was, uh-huh. it was mm-hmm. quite a bit of work to do. And and that's, that's like, it wasn't, that wasn't even a thought at the beginning of it, you know? Right. Just when we were going through, I think it was probably going into New York at the last one because we had a lot of friends come down to New York and join us and and uh, uh, partied up with us afterwards and that kind of thing. So we, you know, we probably just got looking at things like that afterwards and was like, oh, well, that's cool. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, was it not until after after that we figured that out? Anyway, it doesn't matter. No. But, yeah, <laughs> somewhere else for it. So in the last few no. years, you guys have transitioned into ultra running, right? Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I wondered if we could take credit for that. <laughs> the more people that can suffer, the better. <laughs> Normo always made it look so enjoyable. So. <laughs> Again, that's good editing. <laughs> that's just the cheesecake factory the next day. <laughs> so yeah. I think... Um, How did that come about? <laughs> well, and and this is the question that we we always like to ask people that we know that have done Ironman. And then to to date, you've tackled a hundred k, and you're in training for a hundred mile. So based on what you know of the hundred k, compared to Ironman, how would you compare the two? And what do you think overall is more difficult for you, and why? I'm gonna let Heather start on that one because I got a refill. Okay. <laughs> well, when it came to doing um, triathlons, I am a terrible swimmer and I hate, I hate it. Um, I hate it because I'm not good at it. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I'd, I'd start every race with anxiety and just wanting that piece of it to be over because like, <laughs> Thanks for that. It <laughs> <laughs> was right in the microphone. Right? Yeah. And so I was always, you know, and then the and then the cycling, same kind of thing. I was like, I don't mind cycling. I like it a lot more than now than I did then, but it was the same kind of thing. I guess I was afraid you could crash, you're going to get hurt, you could break your bones, whatever. But then running, like, Nothing's going to happen to you on the run. You know, the worst case scenario, you can walk it. Like, you can. So, I was always kind of found it funny for people that would say, Oh, I hate the running part. The running part's the worst part. And I was like, What are you talking about? Like, there's nothing to it. You know, and, it's, it's, and so, to answer your question, though, um, 
you'd think that I'd say the triathlon's harder, but I don't think it was because um, what I find with the triathlon is that, and what's great about it is that you're always mentally on, like you're you're thinking about things, you're thinking about, you know, you're having to transition and uh, you're thinking about your nutrition and you're thinking about whatever. It's just a different, you're just, it's, it's always um, engaging. And what I found with 100K was that you're just out there by yourself for a lot of the time and you're, you know, how many times I sing, I sing songs in my head over and over again. Like, um, what's the one I sing? What's it called? Uh, when the Saints come Saints marching, marching in, in yeah. or I sing um, Once in Soldier, or like, and I sing these literally, it's like I figured it out. Once in Soldier, I can run it, I can sing it in my head for about a kilometer. Like, I think wow. it's about a kilometer running to sing that song in my head. I don't sing it out loud. And, uh, so you go a little kooky, like, you go a little bit kooky right there, you know, and, and you really need that, you need that mental strength to keep going. Yeah. And I think the iron. I didn't find that, like, and like, I didn't find there was this component of it where I'm quitting, I'm done. I, I just found like it was like mm. I just wanted to survive the swim and the bike so that I could get to the run, and then it was 42k. Right. And right. there's a lot more cheering that goes on in an Ironman. Mm-hmm. A lot right. more distraction. Yeah. 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 Lots of crowds. Lots of volunteers. Like, and not that the 100k was fantastic. The volunteers there. I think they were a better. And we're talking Havelina, of course. Yeah, of course, Havelina. Yeah. Like, we loved it so much. She suddenly signed up for the 100 miler the next year, which unfortunately we have to um, defer. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that, so for, for me, that's my thing. I don't know if you feel the same way. Was it which, which, what was harder? Is that what yeah. the question was? So basically, Heather's saying that mentally, the 100, an ultra, I guess the 50K <laughs> is like a marathon in the woods. <laughs> So what's kind of interesting on my side of it, I think you, it's like those races were pretty similar time-wise for me. Like my my uh, Ironman took me 12.56, I think, or 12.47, something like that doesn't really matter, but they're within an hour time frame. So we're yeah. talking pretty much the same time of being out there and doing a race. So it's pretty comparable. Okay. But, I, I, I don't it, – it's funny because I think um, – I think if you look at your social circles in the running racing community um, from young age to old age, would you agree that there's a transition from being running or triathlon that that starts at a younger age, but then when people hit their forties and fifties, it kind of starts like the peak has happened. And then they, for some weird reason, decide to hit the trails and start doing longer distances on the trails as we get older. This yeah. is something I kind of noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you asked me to hop on, um, hop, hop into an Ironman race, sign up a year ahead of time and get going in it, uh, the, the thought of that doesn't excite me uh, because of the three different sports mm-hmm. uh, and the amount of time you need to dedicate to the sport. Conversely, uh, ultra running, you go out and you, you just run. Now, that's not implying that it's easier. It's just there's, you're concentrating on one thing. And you can go out for six hours on a Saturday, head out to the woods, and like Heather says, you're alone for that amount of time. And whether you're listening to music or you're listening to your thoughts, you're just, 
you're just in, enjoying that time out there. And maybe that's because we're older. Like at 23, I don't think I would have really been like, oh, that's really cool. I'm out here by myself. Yeah. Whereas you think, you know, the Iron Man experience, it's, it's a rock, as you know, it's a rock star experience. Yeah. You've got music and bands and people paying attention to you and catering to you and all that kind of thing, the, almost the whole way. So that kind of fills your kind of, oh, this keeps me excited for this amount of time. If you ask me which day is longer, I felt like my Iron Man felt like forever. Mm. But my 100K was like, is this, this is done? And not again, not because it was easier, but I was just, I was so into that whole race that it was just like, this is, this can't be over. This is, this, I wanted to keep going kind of thing, mm. you know? Yeah, but, I think Brian and I do have very different race experiences. Yes, that was it. That's the other one. <laughs> for sure, that's the other one. Um, but what do you do in a race? What do I do in a race? <laughs> what do you mean? You already have a answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you meet people and take pictures. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a personal experience. Oh, experience. I see. Yes, Heather is <laughs> driven to go. Uh, go. <laughs> Heather's, Heather's like, I'm like Heather. Did you see that nice house we bought? No, was it was it painted on the road? No, I didn't see it then. You know, so it's. Our experiences are too different. Like, it's, there's, there's no illusions of grandeur here. Like, there's, there's never going to be. Heather and I ran one race together at the same time, at the same pace. Heather was injured, uh, and she ran it with me. And she faced me to my PB, but at you have to correct me on this. She, she said something like, "Holy, this was Boston," and she was like, "I forget where we were," but she was like, "Holy crap, I've never run this long." And I was like, going, and, "And I was in my own zone, which is like the dead." Zone almost. I was like going, you've done a marathon before. We're at like 32K or something like that. She's like, no, I've never run for this long in my life. And so the rest of the time out there, she's like going, I, I don't know how you do it. How, how, do, you, how do you do this? Like, we have another 45 minutes. And I'm like behind her just like the, the being deflated even more and more. But I was like, this is just what I do. So now, Heather, you can run for 13 hours now. So... Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, the turn. Yeah. <laughs> well, as soon as I will say, I will say to answer your question of which one was harder, I I would say uh, that Iron Man was harder, but the 100K was more enjoyable. Ah, interesting. Okay. Okay. And, and part of that, part of that, I have to attribute to uh, uh, Sir Norm over here because one of the first things he told me about ultras was that they encourage you two things. They encourage you to walk, and they encourage you to eat. Yes. <laughs> and as soon as you told me that, I'm like, I'm in. Sign me up. <laughs> what do I sign up? So well, I'm, I, can, I can eat a chicken burrito while I'm walking. Yes. Well, Jody was having a pizza. There's right. video of me holding a pizza slice just after we passed you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's how much I love that. Right? So awesome. <laughs> if it's okay for Dean Carnassus, it's okay for me. Exactly. <laughs> right? Well, I'm glad Havelina was your first experience in the ultra world. In the 100K. You guys did a bunch of, a couple of 50Ks before. But the, in the 100K. And I have to say with Havelina was just um, completely over the top in what I know I expected. What we really loved about Havelina were because we are different paces that we could see each other several times in the race. Yeah. And what we structured is that we wouldn't see each other at all. That's right. Maybe if I laugh, right. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so, were now, like, I think some of the start times were spread across 36 hours kind of thing. So, Heather, if she got the first uh, release Thursday night or whatever, she could have been done her race by the time I started. And I was yeah. like, well, that's no It didn't fun. make sense for us. No. So, yeah, so, anyway, so take the time now to kind of concentrate on those little areas that you forget about when you're doing those long-distance training and hopefully have the strength, you know, like the balance. That's the right thing, right? Like be balanced and uh, not have those weak muscles. And, and we've actually, like when Heather says we've gotten on our bikes, we've done little mini staycations uh, just around the Ottawa Valley area where we just get on our bikes first thing in the morning and, and go for a nice long full day ride, get back home, and it was just like, oh, you know, those hundred. Well, we cycled to Montreal, yeah, cycled, which is yeah. something we'd always wanted to do. Wow. So we take the time to yeah, thought about Norm, because I know that when we first met you guys, you know, Ron was like, you went to Bike Canada, but on the Trans-Canada Trail, like, not on yeah. the roads, and we did part of that. Yeah, most of the most of the kilometers to uh, from Ottawa to Rigaud were on the Trans uh, uh, the Prescott Trail, yeah. which is part of the Trans-Canada Trail. So That's it awesome. Was, it was really a cool way to do it instead of just on the road, roads, you know. So yeah. we've done that, and then we did another little trip where you biked over to the Quebec side, took a ferry back over to Ontario and then bike to the Ontario side back to Ottawa and stuff. So it's been nice to just go and do different things. Um, but it's certainly not because we were trying to stay away from running, but it was just like, well, now we don't need to, you know, go out and be putting all these miles. So let's just kind of keep active, but doing some things that are just kind of chill and relax. Right. Cross training, I think becomes even more important as we get older, yes. you know, to give those muscles, the muscles that we use all the time running, they need to have a little bit of a break and work the other ones to, like you said, to keep balance. It's really, really important. Well, guys, yeah, this has been awesome. Yeah. Thanks well, for coming really, on. Really nice catching up with you guys. Amazing. Next time we'll up. talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned some more stuff about you, which is awesome. Always great to hear. <laughs> so good luck with your training. Thank you very much. Thank you. And we'll check and in we'll with you again. Yeah. We do have that, you know, uh, rim to rim to rim plan too. Uh -huh. Oh, yes. We do, for sure. A lot of people have been doing it this year. Yeah. A ton of people. And yeah. I'm like going, come on. And I like that. And I the one that where they swim across. And the one where they swim across. They don't take the bridge across to do the rim and rim. They swim across now. So. Okay, you do that. Yeah, let us know how that works out. <laughs> For thank you for all our legions of two fans. Now four. <laughs> four. Oh, four fans. You're more than that. You be modest. <laughs> wow, that was exciting. Sure was. The fact how Heather qualified for Boston without even knowing it. That's right. Who does that? <laughs> she didn't even know what Boston was, or well, she knew what Boston was, but didn't know what time she needed or anything. No, no. Cool. And then Brian came from cycling before yes didn't know that wow the cyclist before he became a runner and they're willing to do it all over again <laughs> <laughs> yeah they'll be at the start line and have a lean 100 next year that's right maybe we'll be there too Ooh. Ooh. okay cool thanks for uh checking us out yeah. thanks for uh thanks for tuning in tuning in and subscribe and if like, you like and all that jazz. all that good stuff all right cheers bye Ooh, that was quite the marathon. Thanks for listening to the Gotta Run Racing Podcast with your hosts, Norman and Jody. 
please visit us at gotterunracing.com for more information on our events or simply drop us an email at gotterunracing at gmail.com. And be sure to check out our YouTube channel to stream the video version of this episode. Oh, and if you like my voice, check me out at tylerherchuk.ca. T-Y-L-E-R-H-Y-R-C-H-U-K. Gotta run!